0: It was an intense and emotionally charged weekend in New York. The Chicago White Sox won two of three from the Yankees and swept a doubleheader on Sunday. The lights were not too bright for Michael Kopech or Tim Anderson and Johnny Cueto delivered once again. Uh, the Sox are now one game over 500. Can these two wins in New York spark a change? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sachs fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available. On all platforms, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore GGTV. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, I'm going to get into all of that uh, nonsense of Josh Donaldson, uh, the continued offensive struggles with runners in scoring position, uh, the excitement of Johnny Cueto. But first, how about Sunday's White Sox action? Uh, state of the Sox, uh, your White Sox are 21 and 20, uh, chasing the Minnesota Twins by four games. Uh, Sox swept. Uh, both games of the doubleheader uh, in New York on Sunday. Uh, lost game one on Saturday. Going to get to all of that stuff uh, first. Game two Sunday night. It was an ESPN game. The lights were bright. A lot of drama coming into the game, and the Sox beat the Yankees five to nothing. A lot going on uh, in this game. Michael Kopech was absolutely outstanding. Uh, it was his longest start of his young career as a as a starting pitcher. A brilliant performance. Uh, they were talking about how the weather was, you know, sticky, humid uh, in the eighties, and it just felt like he was loose. Uh, he was in command of all his pitches. This was a guy that was on the uh, paternity leave uh, just a couple of days ago. Uh, he just became a father once again, I believe, uh, maybe it was his first time. I'm not sure, but he, he became a dad and days later, uh, he's on the mound in Yankee stadium and what a performance it was. Uh, you know, it was, it you were, you were starting to get a feeling of maybe this is a no hitter. Okay. I, you know, if you checked on the white Sox app on the MLB app, they had the, uh, the red, the flat. They flagged it for it was a perfect game as we were in like the fifth or sixth inning. Uh, it was that kind of start uh, for Michael Kopech. All of his pitches were working. Uh, he had his, you know, he had his A stuff, his A plus stuff, and he mentioned it in the post game. Um, he, let, let me just fast forward you to the to the seventh inning because I mean he was mowing these guys down. Uh, all of the Yankees were in the lineup aside from Donaldson in game two Uh, but all of the stars were there and he was taking care of business Uh, he was at 86 pitches with two outs in the seventh Uh, two men on okay the no hitters gone the perfect game is gone Uh, this is when we've seen maybe uh, Kopech unravel a little bit in previous uh, moments especially last year maybe earlier this season um, you know, he starts, you know, walking a couple guys, the pitches, uh, are flying all over the place. Not the case here. Uh, he was throwing 99 miles per hour. Uh, Florio was up for the Yankees. Uh, he was at the 90 pitch mark, you know, still throwing heat and then a huge strikeout on Florial to end the seventh, uh, tons of emotion for Michael Kopech and McGuire who caught Kopech. And how about McGuire's game? McGuire has caught... Uh, every start of Michael Kopek's this season, he did a fabulous job with the bat as well. Um, just an awesome game. Uh, you know, with a day off here uh, coming up on, on Monday and there's not uh, any White Sox baseball to watch, there's nothing wrong with rewatching that Sox game and, and watching the highlights from Michael Kopech. Um, he went seven innings, only gave up one hit, uh, two walks. Six strikeouts, zero earned runs. His ERA is down to one point two nine. Struck out Judge twice. Uh, this was the eighth start uh, for Michael Kopech here in 2022, and and he's just getting stronger. You could tell with every start. We have got enough of a sample size now on Michael Kopech, and I'm confident that I know when he is he is pitching. You know, it's a must see now. Okay, you, you need to tune in to Michael Kopeck to see what he's going to do, but you have a good feeling of what he's going to give you. Um this was Kopek's second outing against the Yankees uh in, in just, you know, in a week's time. And he threw against the Sox in the 83 jerseys uh, here in uh, in the South Side last Sunday. Now he's got the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. Uh he has pitched 13 innings against the Yankees this year. He's only given up two hits, three earned runs, and nine strikeouts. If, if, if anything is going to get you excited, it's got to be that line right there for Michael Kopech. This is a guy you just don't want to miss now uh, when he's coming to the Hill. Just a fabulous performance, and really glad ESPN interviewed him uh, on Sports Center immediately following the game, giving this guy some national exposure, because we've got guys now between Cease, uh, Giolito, And Kopech, you know, Lynn's coming soon. And we're going to talk about Cueto in a little bit. We've got guys that you just can't miss when they are uh, on the mound. You got to watch them for what they're going to do. Foster and Lopez uh, came in out of the bullpen uh, after Kopech's night was over. Sacks pitching held New York to three hits in game two of the doubleheader. Only issued two walks, which is huge. Um, and they, uh, you know, they needed it because the offense just wasn't going for a long period of time, which is not a surprise. This Chicago White Sox offense, feast or famine, um, and through seven in the game two of the doubleheader, there was nothing going on. But there, there were opportunities. We had guys on almost every inning, couldn't do anything with it. Uh, the end line for runners in scoring position, Sox were four for 15. Uh, so if you felt it was bad, yeah, there's the number to prove it. We had nine guys left on base. Uh, Robert struck out three times. He was 0 for 5. Mancada was 0 for 5. Mancada was up in big situations and just could not get the job done. We had bases loaded with nobody out, uh, and we just couldn't get any runs through. That was early in the game. Uh, but the eighth inning, finally, that's when the fireworks happened for our Sox. That's when things really... Started to get exciting. Uh, Bray, you led things off with getting on in the eighth. We had men on the corners with one out. Uh, Lori Garcia lined out and he lined out hard. He hit it on the screws. I thought that was going to be it, uh, but that was just an out uh, in the box score. So, so something had to give, okay? It, you know, we, we just were turned away too many times in game two. And then finally, uh, Andrew Vaughn, who needs to be playing more regularly. I hope this is a sign. Vaughn comes up with a huge RBI single. Then McGuire follows suit. Socks are up two to nothing. And then here comes the moment. Okay. With all the drama, everything going on uh, with Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson uh, after Saturday. Anderson didn't play in game one. We're going to get to that. Anderson's playing in game two. And, and everybody's talking about, you know, what, what's the issue? What's the beef with Donaldson? What's going on? Can this team move on from that? Is this going to be maybe a spark uh, for this team? Anderson getting booed by Yankee fans. Ridiculous. Comes up in the eighth with two guys on. And boom, hits an opposite field bomb. Three-run home run. Mercy. socks go up 5 nothing For Tim Anderson to do that, in that situation, in that spotlight, with everybody looking on him, with everything that's happened in the weekend, that is such a huge deal. I know the Field of Dreams game is going to go down as one, you know, is a legendary game from Tim Anderson and the White Sox. But what he did in game two uh, of this doubleheader that just happened uh, to put the Sox up under all that intense pressure and everything on that stage that was that's right up there. That was a huge moment for Tim Anderson. Good on him. Good on this White Sox team. Uh, and what a performance by by Michael Kopech. Uh, You know, it's a shame that the Sox have a day off because you want this momentum going. Uh, but almost just kind of let this sink in these two games that just happened on Sunday. Uh, wow. Uh, what what a Sunday it was. I'm going to talk about Johnny Cueto. I mean, he was nothing short of a magnificent on Sunday in game one, and his short time with the White Sox has been outstanding. I'm going to tell you why he's here to stay. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Hey, I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. Uh, you're in luck because Bilt has created uh, something new. This one is better than ever. It's the Brownie Batter Puff. Uh, you heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. With 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, then only 7 uh, grams of sugar, Brownie uh, Batter Puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. All, pill, all Built Puffs are covered in 100% a uh, real chocolate that means that with built, you can stay healthy and enjoy doing it. And they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting uh, that you are eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself, this is real life. Go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. Go to built.com, use promo code locked15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Uh, thank you so much for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so how about game one of the doubleheader, uh, the Sunday doubleheader? It was Johnny Cueto on the Hill. He's coming off of that uh, great performance against the Royals. And you might have said to yourself, well, that was the Royals. Um, you know, they're a weaker team, uh, still pretty magnificent, you know, for Johnny Cueto to come here. As a 36-year-old, uh, you know, through some some games in triple A, ready for the bigs. Uh, okay, you took care of the Royals. Well, what are you gonna do in Yankee Stadium against the Yankees? Uh, there was no Tim Anderson in the lineup for game one. Uh, the wise and powerful Tony LaRussa decided to hit Lurie uh in the two-hole. Okay, Cueto's on the hill. Sacks have given 41 different lineups in 41 games. I mean. That to me is a bit of a problem. Uh, there needs to be some consistency. I'm hoping, you know, once Jimenez comes back, you will see a, a string of consistent lineups. Maybe in the Boston series. Maybe against the Cubs. Maybe we can get a string of consistent lineups. Maybe with Vaughn hitting regularly higher in the lineup. I, I don't know. It's worth again a shot. I've been preaching about this uh, here on this podcast. Uh, I just think there needs a little bit of a consistency. It's bizarre. 41 games, 41 different lineups. But here we go. You got Cueto on the hill. Let's hit some offense first. Third inning, uh, Mancata bunts against the shift, gets a double out of it. Sheets the third with the legend up, and Lori Garcia uh, strikes out to end that threat. How about the fourth inning? Two on, one out. Uh, Singles from Abreu and Pollock. Pollock coming into the double uh, header, slashing 333, 375, 524. Uh, he was two for four uh, in game one with that big home run. Yaz hits a single. Abreu scores. Sacks are up 1 nothing. Uh, still just one out with guys on the corner. Uh, Sheets is up. It was a long at bat, but he struck out. Then Angle with two outs. He strikes out. Um, you know, could have got on the board, you know, you got on the board, but could have done more, could have really piled it on. Uh, Sox had one run, six hits, uh, w- one walk runners in scoring position one for five, two of their six hits were extra base hits. Um, at that point, things were not going well, kind of early on low scoring ga- game for both teams. Uh, Quato only gave up three hits through four innings pitched, uh, fifty-eight pitches at that at that point. Uh, you know he's not a strikeout pitcher, so he was cru- he was cruising along pretty well. You know he's got that hitch windup and uh, stop and start almost throwing guys off. Uh, different different motion every time. He's got the a quick pitch. He's fun to watch. He puts the ball in play. Lets the defense handle it. He'll have the strikeouts but he's not a power pitcher where he's going to have double-digit strikeouts. Um, Had a lot of movement on his pitches, a lot of horizontal movement. He's got that hitch going in his windup that I think was throwing the timing off of the Yankees. Cueto was at 90 pitches after six innings. He was dealing. uh, Cueto gave you six innings, six hits, two walks, five strikeouts, zero earned runs, his ERA is 0.00. He's, he's pitched 12 scoreless innings in a White Sox uniform. Uh, that's great. That deserves him to be staying in this rotation. Going to have to figure out something with Keuchel and Velasquez because I don't want to see those guys in place of a Johnny Cueto right now. You're going to have to make a decision, White Sox organization. Uh, these performances by Cueto, uh, he, he gets the shot right now, especially against the Yankees. Um, Quato did come out for the seventh. He allowed a couple base hits. I, I, I was glad to see him come out in the seventh. He was on cruise control. Um, I thought, you know, with him pitching the way he's pitching, he's in a groove. Uh, he did come out for the seventh, gave a couple base hits up. So Kelly comes in in relief and he gets the job done in the seventh and Graveman gives up a game timing show, solo shot to judge in the eighth. Uh, then a double by Rizzo. Uh, ball bounced off Robert's glove as he slid to make the catch. Uh, game was tied at one. Uh, again, not a ton of offense. It gave you some of those numbers up until uh, this huge, uh, huge home run by A.J. Pollock in the ninth. Off of Araldis Chapman, uh, it was a no-doubter. Uh, he turned this one around. Socks go up 2-1. to one. Uh, Chapman allows runners to advance. Uh, threw a pass ball. Engel scores a uh, uh, big hit by Engel to score Vaughn. Sox go up 3-1. to one. Great insurance run. Hendricks comes in to nail it down. His 13th save. I mean, credit Cueto, Pollock, Engel, Hendricks, and that it was a gritty uh, game one. Again, offense just is, isn't, isn't happening for the Sox right now. They're just, they're leaving a lot of runners stranded, a lot of guys on you know, they could pile it on in certain situations and they're not doing it. Uh, but this this doubleheader, these two games in New York uh, on Sunday, they they in a weird way, though, they did get it done when it and, and when it absolutely mattered. Um, sure, it shouldn't have come down to it, but it did. And, you know, the big home run by Pollock, the home huge home run by Tim Anderson. Uh, it's great to see Pollock starting to hit now. Uh, I'd like to see him in the lineup. Uh, consistently. It seems like he's starting to get his sea legs a little bit. And some of the swings he had uh, were great. He looks like he's locked in a little bit, which is great to see. Um, So Josh Donaldson, oh boy, Uh, Mr. Josh Donaldson, he reminds us why he is definitely on the White Sox most hated list. I'm going to tell you why this time is so different. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. So Saturday's game uh, was a was a rough game. Sacks lost seven to five. Uh, Sacks only had Sacks had five runs on eleven hits, uh, one walk, fourteen strikeouts. Though our White Sox struck out fourteen times and were three for thirteen with runners in scoring position. Meanwhile, the Yankees had seven runs, eight hits, six walks, and only struck out three times. We struck out fourteen times. Uh, Yankees struck out three times. Uh, Keuchel was on the hill, the same Keuchel that beat the Yankees uh, last week. It was the only victory that the Sox had when the Yankees were in town. Uh, You know, Keuchel only went four innings, gave up six hits, six earned runs, three walks, zero strikeouts, threw 84 pitches, gave up a big grand slam. I know it was out to the short porch in right field at Yankee Stadium. I know it might not have gone out at other parks, but it happened. You know, the short porch is there uh, for White Sox hitters too. Uh, Tim Anderson, you know, hit his home run to right field in the short porch. Uh, I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do, uh, but the Sox know that they're going to be playing in Yankee Stadium. It's on the schedule. They see it's happening. Maybe you take some of your batting practice swings, focus on trying to drive the ball to right field, utilize the short porch. I, I don't know. Again, easier said than done. Keiko gave up the grand slam to the short porch. He had a short outing. Uh, Sacks, you know, really had no offense to speak of, aside from a a three-run home run, which is great to see. Um, Sacks offense in a nutshell, here you go. Here's the seventh inning. Sacks at first and third, nobody out. Yaz strikes out. Pollock strikes out. Lurie strikes out. I mean, it just seems like there's a lack of focus There's a lack of approach. There's a lack of a plan in place of how to move these guys over, how to have a productive out, swinging at pitches out of the zone, you know, with all the technology and the tablets that are everywhere. You got to believe that when these guys go back to the dugout, somebody is shoving a tablet in their face and they're saying, look at what you're doing. Look at where they're pitching you. Look at this heat map. These are where you're. This is where you're swinging. They're not strikes. They're they're getting you to swing because they know you're going to chase. You have to be the change. That is the focus. That is the change that needs to happen with this Sox offense. Stop giving away outs, especially with runners in scoring position. The the big talk though of Saturday was Josh Donaldson. A lot of chirping back and forth between him and Tim Anderson. What is going on? Bench is clearing. Grandal gets in Donaldson's face when Donaldson comes up to bat. They're jawing at each other. More folks coming in to try to separate everyone. You know, it turns out that Josh Donaldson, uh, referring to Tim Anderson as Jackie uh, throughout the game, in reference to Jackie Robinson, because of a Sports Illustrated article from a few years back when Tim Anderson said that he felt he needs to be you know, a a new type of Jackie Robinson about having fun in the game, and he's going to be kind of the pioneer for that. It it was uh, unbelievable, the explanation from from Donaldson, how he was just trying, you know, back against the wall, trying to get his way out of it. After the game, uh, Tony LaRussa called it a, a racist comment, a flat out simple as that. It was a racist comment. When Tim Anderson was approached, you know, he broke it down, uh, kind of explained what was going on, uh, said that Donaldson's been doing this for a while and, you know, he doesn't appreciate it. It was, a, it's disrespectful and he's not, you know, he's not here for that. Donaldson saying that it was like an inside joke. Like we're two guys joking. Tim Anderson's okay with it. Uh, I all of a sudden he seems to be not, I didn't, I didn't mean it the way I meant spinning these yarns and these tails. And it it just was really pathetic. Josh Donaldson is just, he's a mess. And so many guys popped off against him from Grandal to Hendricks. You know, we know what Giolito has said, calling him a pest uh, in the past. And, you know, he lives up to that. And it was so great to see Grandal defend him and hear what Hendricks had to say. And for this team to kind of get Anderson's back right away. We know how valuable Tim Anderson is. There's no place in this game for what Donaldson's trying to do, and the excuses are just pathetic. It is not an inside joke if one person is not okay with it. Tim Anderson is not okay with it. And for you to think that you're buddies with Tim Anderson and you're having this type of back and forth with him and it's cool, that is a horrible excuse. I hope Major League Baseball Takes care of this and suspends Josh Donaldson uh, for for his actions, and you need to you need to set a precedent that this is not tolerated uh, anymore. I am so happy for what Tim Anderson did in Game Two of the doubleheader, uh, put the Yankees in their place, and, and really shut them up. With us having, we didn't have to get into a beanball war, we didn't have to throw at anybody, we didn't have to get suspended ourselves. We took care of business. And Tim Anderson led the charge with some outstanding White Sox pitching. Uh, folks, thank you so much uh, for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick uh, underscore G-G-T-B. Uh, Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen uh, every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB, Paul Francis Sullivan. Just call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, coming up on the next episode, I'm going to get you ready for game one of the Boston Red Sox series. Thank you so much for joining me and making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go sacks.